What's up guys? Welcome to season two of the Orphan No More podcast. We recently dropped a new album called Death Died. And so this season, along with many others from our Orphan No More community, we are delving into the process of writing and recording the songs that you hear on the album. We'll be hearing from various different writers, poets, singers, and other creatives that were a part of bringing this record to life. We hope that as you listen to these episodes, you are inspired to create, challenged to grow, and for you to know that there is room for every voice at the table. So guys, we are having the best time um, talking about the songs on our most recent Death Died EP. And I am very excited to introduce you to today's wonderful guest, um, who is a wonderful friend and the founder of Orphan No More. We have Joshua Luke Smith. Yo, yo, yo. Hey, hey, hey. Back on the podcast. Yes. Took a little break, <laughs> but we're back in the same room again. That's right. That's right. Um, so Josh, it is, yeah, it's an absolute honor to be able to kind of um, talk to you today and dig into your some of your songwriting. A lot of the EP has actually got your stamp on it <laughs> from a writing perspective. Um, and and But also to hear about, about you. And um, I really want to start by just... Uh, hearing your heart for Orphan No More and, and where it began, because I think probably some listeners may not even know. So mm. could you share a little bit about the inception? Is that yeah. the right word? I think, that's, no I, think that's, I think that is the right word. Um, do you know Orphan No More is an unfolding surprise? <laughs> I love that. You know, like there isn't a business plan. There wasn't like a vision statement. There wasn't a strategy. There was a whole lot of curiosity mm. and a whole lot of desire from the standpoint of making and building really deep, rich friendships with people that had this collective expression of art and genuinely began my wife and I with two other friends, Will and Esther, um, just exploring what it'd be to make an album together. Mm. And Friday night dinners, conversations, yeah. decided to call it a thing. And sometimes that's what, what you do. You just call it something and then it's something bigger than you. Mm. And it didn't take long for other people like yourself to get involved, yeah, right? True. In those early days of just what like what, what would happen if we remained curious about the extent you could go to in community mm. and in relationship and champion one another with within artistic expression. And the more we did it, the more we realized, I think this is pretty rare. Mm -hmm. I think people really aren't doing this and really crave it which makes you more protective over it. Not protective in a sort of sense, like you're threatened, but in a sense of gratitude of, yeah. oh my goodness, this is really, really special. And um, and so it's still surprising me today. This record that mm. we just dropped in April is out in the world and, you know, hundreds of thousands of people have listened to it. It's, it's <laughs> phenomenal. And yeah. what what what's most precious to me about it is this is a collection of songs that we've written and that represent loads of different voices in our community. Yeah, yeah. And that is communities all around the world listening to it. And it just is such a joy to be a part of it. Yeah, absolutely. It's, um, I agree. Mm, yes. <laughs> um, so, so good. Um, and um, so kind of looking at the at the uh, EP. Well, there is an EP. Oh, it's an album, it isn't is it? But we, we can't call it an album because would make much, would make a bigger deal. I mean, it's worth even talking about that. Like mm -hmm. we did this in a week. Right. We did this whole record in a week. Yep. And I think we did it in January and we put it to distribution in February. For anyone listening who doesn't know, 
You can't just, well, you can't. You don't want to release a song, you know, upload a song two weeks before it comes out. You want to give it some good time. Right. So we, we put it up to to upload to Spotify and the rest at the end of February came out in April. So it was like a month turnaround. Mm. And I think <laughs> the nature of that, it doesn't feel like a, you know, substantial album, which takes months to plan. Right. But it is really. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's funny actually reflecting back on it in a way because it has... It, re- it was such a quick turnaround when mm. we did it. We I almost forget. Like, I remember being this side of Christmas and we'd kind of talked about it a little bit before, hadn't we? Yeah. And then being this side of Christmas and like at our, our Monday meeting, you were like, so we need to get the date in for when we're... And in my back of my head, I'm like, oh, that's not happening anymore <laughs> because it needs to be done within like, um, the next few weeks if yes. we're really going to get it. Yes. Especially with like... And I suppose having... Dead, deadlines mm. inverted commas like Easter because mm. we were aiming for Easter weren't we yep. it's actually quite helpful because oh for sure we talk a lot about like about limitation and almost yeah. having you know when you do have a kind of a, a date in there it actually then produces something really good yeah. like as artists um, it's very easy to have like endless oh, for amounts sure. of time that we actually takes forever to really get things moving so yeah. I, I do look back on that I think wow what we what we did was pretty pretty good and even i was listening to it this morning and um i was thinking it's so funny listening to i was thinking about like, i think it was a grateful response i was listening to and i was thinking no one knows except now because i'm telling them um that we didn't sing that together like as in we didn't you know rachel's singing the lead part i'm yeah. singing harmony sophia's singing yeah. harmony we didn't sing that together yeah in fact there are some songs where the harmonies got laid down before the main line wow <laughs> It was Thomas. Yeah, Thomas. Yeah, and isn't that funny? All done in isolation. I think what I love about about this project, I mean, it's kind of spiritual, theological, you know, essence is so precious to me. But also, it also it, it expresses who we are as artists. Mm. Artists can't not create. Yeah. Artists have to make things. It's it's obsessive mm-hmm. in a healthy sense. Uh, yeah, so true. It's like, oh no, we've got to do this. But you're in lockdown, but you're spread across the country, but limitation, limitation, limitation. Mm-hmm. And um, for me, Deaf Died is a project of like resistance of like, no, we are going to make something and it's going to go out into the world yeah. and nothing's going to stop us. And the more you do that, then the bigger you start dreaming for the next one. Right. Like, well, if we could do that with all these limitations, yeah. we've still got limitations, but we've got less. Yeah. So what are we going to do this time? <laughs> yeah. And I love that. <laughs> yeah, I love that. Yeah, it really makes me think about like pre-COVID, even just like, the thoughts I'd have about my own music. And yeah. I'd, I'd always feel like, well, I don't have enough of this or I don't have enough of yeah. that. And and really you don't need that no. much to to just get get started. Just make and I something. Think, I think that's just, and I think with, I don't know, but like I feel so grateful even for, for this kind of weird year that we've had mm. that um, what we've produced is is gold. It's like, oh, yeah. And so I'm grateful that we, we actually, ha- maybe we wouldn't have done something as good. Yeah, no, <laughs> for know? sure. This project has genuinely surprised me. Yeah. You know, it's, it's, it's our most and quickest like streamed and consumed record we've ever done. Yeah. People have really <laughs> connected with it. And yeah, took us a week to do it. L- let me ask you, like, because now I'm thinking, you know, what was the original idea for this this mm. project? Well, so last Easter morning, I'm, I sat outside with my guitar and I just, I was actually on the gram. And I, <laughs> I there's a theologian that I love called Bradley Jazak. And he's, he's very kind of into what, into, he is a Eastern Orthodox priest, mm. which is a stream and a tradition that I did not grow up in. Mm. So they have different kind of emphasis on theology. 
And he put up this picture, this like old school, like orthodox, quite gothic picture of Jesus. And it was like a picture of Jesus in hell. And it said on it, um, Christ went in search of Adam, but did not find him upon the earth. So descended into Hades Mm. and he did not leave alone. Mm -hmm. And I was like, whoa, that's so cool. It's kind of gnarly. Had my guitar and I just saw, fill my lungs mm-hmm. with the song of Easter yeah. morning. Yeah. And I just kept singing it. And I just like, it just brought me to tears. Like it wasn't, it was a meditation on Easter morning. Mm-hmm. It was basically fill me again with the the joy and the wonder of what Easter morning means. Yes. That at its at its purest, for me, at its purest definition, it announces the death of death. Mm. That, you know, Christ accomplished the death of death. And... um and, and, you know, that I just staggered me. And so I started thinking, oh, what if this time next year we dropped a record that was all in celebration of this? And then Esther's song, yes. It Is Done, yep. has that line, death died. And so that's where I was like, oh, maybe that could be the crux of it. Then I think I probably shared it with everyone fairly like close to that time. Yeah. But, you know, I think I do that quite a lot of like, <laughs> we could do this. That's such a good idea. Yeah. And then maybe in September, I shared it again. Yeah. And then... We were like, okay, let's actually do this. Yeah. <laughs> and then January, we were like, no, let's no, actually we, do we need to actually do it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And so yeah. the, the the project for me, for a lot of people listening, it's, you know, it's truths and statements that you've are familiar to you. I think there's nuance to it. And I think there are there are theological truths that are more profound mm. than some might realize because they're fought for. Yeah. Um I, I won't spend ages on this, but you can look at the Easter weekend with one or two lenses. One lens is Christ was punished on the cross and how great it was that it wasn't us. Mm. And you can be kind of transfixed in that kind of lens and that narrative. For the Eastern Orthodox Church, their view isn't that. Their view would be Christ died so he could defeat death. It wasn't about some retributive mm-hmm. punishment. It wasn't about retributive justice. It was about, this is what humanity does with something pure and beautiful and perfect. Mm-hmm. We have this way of, of tarnishing it with violence and discrimination and cruelty. It's what we do. Wow. So God allowed himself to be afflicted in that way so that we could see at the cross, that's what we're capable of. God didn't kill Jesus. Mm. We did. Mm. And yet in that position yeah. of, of, his, of his dying, he said, Father, forgive them for they know not what they do. And then breathed his last breath, descended to the depths, descended to face the very consequence of the sin. Mm. So the consequence yeah. of sin is death. Yeah. So he faces the consequence of sin, which is death. But like, have you seen Men in Black? Oh my gosh, maybe a long time okay. ago. <laughs> There's a scene in Men in Black where Tommy Lee Jones who's the Will Smith's partner mm-hmm. in it, <laughs> he gets swallowed into the belly of an alien. Okay. All right. <laughs> it's like the big bad alien. The big bad alien thinks he's one. Right. Not realizing he's at his most vulnerable mm. because now Tommy Lee Jones is in him. Yeah. And so blows him up from the inside out. Very good. That's what Christ did. Yes. <laughs> Hell swallowed Jesus. And in swallowing Christ, thought it had beaten love, but love always wins. So Jesus on the inside was more powerful. So within death itself blew it up. Wow. You know, so the 
So in the resurrection, we see the consequence of our sin has been dealt with. So death. So it's not humanity being dealt with on the cross. It's death being dealt with. And I just, wow. that's good news. Hebrews 2 says that, that Christ accomplished not only the defeat of death, but the defeat of the fear of death. And anyone, anyone on the street right now, the deepest fear we have is the fear of dying, yeah. the fear of someone dying. So for that to be accomplished, the death of that fear, that I will say is good news. Wow. I feel like about 10 mic drops just in that <laughs> one. Wow, that was brilliant. Oh, wow. Um, yeah, so I want to also dig into, well, some of the songs that you that you have played a part in, uh, particularly Thousand Lifetimes and Good News. Um, but first, actually, before we do that, I want to ask you, so um, one of the things that we're doing in this season is really talking about songwriting and mm. um, kind of the practicals of, of songwriting. As a writer myself, I adore hearing other people's mm. processes and... Um, you know, how they're drawn to songwriting, whether it's from a space of like, oh no, I go in and I know what I'm writing about or whether it's like, no, I'm just in in a moment. And right. I, like like you were saying with Easter morning almost, yeah, you know? Yeah. And I suppose like, could you just talk to, to that for yourself? Of like, um, wh what does it look like to write? Is mm. it different every time? Is it, do you have a way of doing it? Yeah, it does look different. The The consistency is I, I feel like my relationship with songs is I'm chasing them. Mm. I, I, that's how I genuinely feel. I feel like I like a hunter and you know, there's like the deer in the bushes. I often feel a sense of, oh, there's a song here mm. and now I've got to find it. I've got to hunt it down. I've got to like capture it kind yeah, of thing. Yeah, yeah. So it, that will often begin with a very spontaneous non-agenda moment of sitting with the guitar mm -hmm. and just playing some chords and maybe like, you know, riffing a little bit with a melody and then I'll see something. And you know what? Maybe it's one time out of 10, I'll see something. Oh, there's something there, you mm -hmm. know? And often it'll be like the first line of what ends up being the first line of the song, or perhaps it will be like the hook. And I, what I just try and do is create space to become curious of mm. where this might go. Yeah. So and to be honest, there's a lot of times it just goes absolutely nowhere, but I do it every single day. I do it every morning. Really? I without fail. It. Every single morning. Wow. Um, and most, most evenings as well. And now I've got my little daughter. She, it's like a little thing we do together. So it nearly every morning begins sat on the kitchen floor with the, with the guitar and she like sits on the floor next, uh, just rocking back and oh forward. Yeah, and it. I'll just like, I'll just see where something might go. Uh -huh. And, um, and, and a lot of the times it goes nowhere, but a fair amount of time it goes somewhere. Yeah, yeah. And, and, uh, a thousand lifetimes was I was in Chicago at our friend Dana Fee's house. Mm. Beautiful day, sat outside in the sun, and it was a meditation. Really, I was just thinking about the cross, and it just I found that line: "Come behold the one who hung yeah, so with my shame upon his shoulders." And that was like, I've seen something. I've seen like this deer darting across the trees. Mm. Of like, this could go somewhere. So that's a bit vague, but mm. my my good. my feeling is that it's it's a pursuit. Yeah. I don't begin having captured it. Yeah. I'm chasing this. So I need yeah. to be curious. I need to be instinctive. And I need to create, I need to go hunting. I need to create space wow. to be out there and such. How do you feel being a fellow seven? <laughs> mm -hmm. How do you feel in, in being a seven, like in that writing process? Cause like you're chasing something. I, I, for me, if I'm writing a song. I can feel that chase too, yeah. but I'll get bored of that chase and want to chase something else very right. fast. Yes. Like, does that something you experience or is that? <laughs> I feel like, <laughs> I mean, you know this well, like, songwriting is like carpentry, isn't it? Mm -hmm. In the sense that it's a craft and 
you don't want a shed of like half finished tables and chairs. It's just at the end of the day, it becomes more dissatisfying to have that than it than it does like yeah, dissatisfying to have a song that you don't love. But you know, if you persevered, you might. Yeah. So I think yeah. that's probably the tension. Yeah. Sometimes I'm just like, I can't be bothered with this anymore. Mm. And the other times, I'm like, there's enough here to keep me intrigued. And the difference between my apathy and my commitment is discipline. Mm. Is like discipline. Stay in a room. Yeah, yeah. Finish carving the piece. Yeah. You know. Finish chiseling it, and something comes out at the end. Yeah, so good. I, and I feel like, because we've actually done a lot of, I'm always asking these questions to you as if I have no idea about them. But I do have a little grid. Oh yeah, um, we write a lot. But like, yeah, we've spent a fair bit of time like writing together, haven't we? And mm. I think one of the things that I have really found is that we're really different in our mm. writing. So you like are words king. Like you just <laughs> are so good. Like I, I might have an idea of something and then you just say a perfectly articulated sentence. I'm like, oh my goodness, that's so good. <laughs> um, and I think that's been really fun, hasn't it? Like, oh, it's been just, amazing, yeah. Um, and even with this project, it's probably the most collaborative that we've yeah. done. Yeah, definitely. Um, and uh, and that's a lot more now of like us bringing, like I was talking to Nathan and Ellie about this, mm. like we how we're bringing songs to each other. Yeah, and And sharing really in that is, um, can take it in a different direction. Definitely. It makes more people invested into the song. Yeah. It's, um, it's really powerful, I think. And you, you, you bring your individual revelations mm. almost to... Totally. I feel that. like that could be the best thing to do when you start getting disinterested with a song. That's true. Is to yeah. put it in a room with someone else. Yes. And actually see if it resonates because someone could equally be disinterested in it. And you know, it might not be worth finishing. Mm -hmm. But but I think what happens a lot with us is like, oh no, like there's something there, you yeah. know, and it could go it could go in this direction. That's really exciting. Yeah. It really is uh, like the, the um, lost its grip. Mm. It was so fun. And we did that in about an hour, I'd say. Yeah, yeah. We just sat on Zoom and just like, let's dig into this. Yeah. And it became such a beautiful, I mean, it is such, that's such a beautiful yeah, song. Yeah, yeah. And I think as well, it's like, um, it's the, you know, looking back at season one of the podcast, mm. we talked a lot about community. And mm. um, I think we're in the way that we, and um, can break down comparison and competition yes. is actually like allowing room for each other. Collaborating. Um, and collaboration yeah. is just so, so important. I definitely feel that. And like, even when I've written songs with other people, I, I feel less sort of like protective over them in like totally. a, in a bad, you know, in a good way, in a bad way. No, <laughs> you know? totally. Like yeah. you just feel like, ah, oh, actually this is open-handed. I'm yeah. holding this open-handed. I mean, even the way you wrote, you um, wrote Grateful Response, mm. you're not singing it. No, no, yeah. So even Rachel didn't play a part in writing it, but mm. she brought something to it and singing it. Yeah. Where you were able to give it away. Yes. And that I think is so beautiful. That's something that we've cultivated a lot in Orphan No More that I think is yeah. really precious is songs are collective yeah. more, I think, than they are individual. Like how many songs, I mean, there's an infinite amount of songs that you love and you've connected with. You have no relationship with the writer. Right. But it's your song now. Yeah. Like and to do that actually in community and to do it with within the space where you could just sing it yourself, but you don't yeah. break something. And I think it breaks open the song in a way, yeah. which is yeah, really you're powerful. So right, because people like as even and as being a singer as well, you know, when you, oh, it's just such an incredible experience to sing someone else's song. Yeah. Like, and, and we, like we were talking about um, in season one about our uniqueness, like mm. we are all unique. So totally. therefore we're going to bring something different to yes. it. But, um, yeah, I find it really exciting. Yeah, Absolutely. it, is, it I, is. I think, and I think like looking even ahead of the stuff that we're going to be bringing out and how collaborative it is. And mm. I'm, I'm very excited about that. Um, yeah, I'd love to hear as well 
a little bit more even about good news because mm. that's i don't know that's one of the songs which i love on the ep and um i don't know I, it, talk about it <laughs> yeah it, that that song is is a very kind of open ended conversation for me like it, it feels like i could write 20 more verses right. there's no bridge it's just verse hook verse hook but i think it's four verses it could be loads more but it's verses it's a quest I'm in search of good news. You grew up around this word gospel, which means good news. And uh, do you know what? Just, be, just to be really frank, there's been a lot of times in my journey, I've thought this actually, this actually doesn't sound that good. Mm. <laughs> because so much of the good news for me was always in context of really bad news. And I'm not saying this is true. I'm just saying it's the way it was communicated. And good news was communicated as, if you choose the right thing and you believe the right thing, it's going to work out really well. But if you don't, the same person wow, that yeah. could give you the good thing could give you a really bad thing. Mm. And that, that was difficult to digest. But good news doesn't have any like footnotes to it, which is good. It's mm. just good news. It's the, almost the definition of good news. If it's good news, there is nothing attached to it that could sour it. Mm. And for me, yeah, just some of the theological frameworks that I'd grown up around and some of the cultural language of Christianity had numbed it and dumbed it down. And so mm -hmm. I've, I've been probably over the last five, six years leaning into different conversations that I grew up around, different streams of thought. Yeah. And a restoration of good news has been coming to me. And so this like, the concept of the song is, here, here's how I'd, I would articulate it, only to find that that's how it's always been articulated. Mm -hmm. Do you know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. Could it be true? The chorus goes, could it be true that all of my searching has led me to you? Yeah. So what I'm saying there is, could it be true that I've been searching, but effectively I haven't gone anywhere? Because yeah. what's always been true has always been true. And it's just taken me a while to realize that. And the good news has always been good news. Mm. There's, I love how this, there's a um, pastor called Brian Zand who says, it's not deconstruction. It's art restoration. Mm. It's, you know, the people who restore pieces of art aren't deconstructing it. They're just removing centuries of dirt and mm. dust from it to see the true picture and the beauty, the unvarnished, you know, beauty yeah. of it. Yeah. And that's for me, my process is like coming back to the simplicity of the gospel. The gospel that, you know, leads me into dancing in the middle of the street, that mm. raises the head of the oppressed, that interweaves mercy and justice that reveals heaven isn't somewhere you go. You know, good yeah. news. If it's good news for me, it's got to be good news for that person and that person and that person. And I'm realizing that it actually is. Mm. Yeah. It's so good. I feel like listening to that song, and I was lucky enough to sing yeah. on that song. Yeah. Um, it's just like a fresh breath of air. Oh. So, yeah, it's like, I feel like, obviously there's so much depth in each of the verses. There's something in there for everybody mm. that they can receive and... Mm. Um, so I think it's real a really special song. I appreciate um, that. Yeah, I feel like we could talk, probably talk forever and ever about every single song that's yes, on the record yes. and like the every like all the processes and everything. But oh, yeah. Um, <clears throat> yeah, this has been an amazing conversation. Oh, I loved it, Danny. So um, we're gonna play good news now cool. for everyone to hear. Um, so definitely um, check out the EP. Yeah. Uh, have a listen to it and um, check us out on Instagram too and connect with us because we love talking to people that's yes. one of the things I definitely have felt like I was reflecting back on the first tour we did as O&M Co and how we afterwards I spent so much time just talking to people mm. like we love getting to know oh, people so, so good 
So um, well, we're just getting started. Yes. Um, and before we finish, I am asking everyone uh, something that I'm really passionate about, kind of touching it a lot in the first season about spiritual practices. And mm. so what is one thing that you do daily that helps you connect with the divine? Mm. Breath work is, is uh, oh. yeah, I, like I could say meditation, but I'm just going to just the almost the step before I really go into meditation is just breath work. It's just a focus on my breath. Inhale, exhale. You've heard me talk about this a million times. <laughs> I love it. It's all so good. But um, our breath reminds us that at our most basic form of being, we're loved. And it just silences the noise for me. Mm. It takes me all the way down to this posture of basic being, you know, humanity at its core. And it also reminds me not only of myself, but I, I, it reminds me of the faithful and the constant and the true and, and the never ending. You know, sometimes I breathe and I just think, Upon every shore, every beach right now, there's waves lapping and then receding. Mm. And it's happening right now. And it's just being pulled in and pulled out. And my breath is being breathed in and breathed out. And there's this rhythm to everything sustained by God in whom we live and move and have our being. And it's just, I mean, it's, it's, it's ecstasy. It actually is like so rich and so awe-inspiring to focus on your breath. And so... That is, that's a daily practice. Um, I've just discovered the Wim Hof method of breathing, which is this crazy Icelandic man. Oh, never heard of it. They call him the Ice Man because he spends most of his time like half naked in the snow, in the cold. <laughs> but he does all these different types of breathing to help you grow in your capacity and awareness. And so I'm doing a bit of that at a moment. But yeah, breath, <laughs> love it. breath work. <laughs> oh, it's so good. I just love hearing about, about you know, everyone's. Yes. different practices um well thank you so pleasure much. i feel pleasure. like very aware of the fact that like one day you know to get you <laughs> to do a podcast people will be paying millions <laughs> and i got it for free <laughs> um but yeah thank you so much just love hearing your insights um so now yeah, we're gonna listen to good news let's do it enjoy thanks denny i'm in search of good news that can move me in the dancing In the middle of the street Have me swaying like the branches In a cold and restless breeze Oh, I used to search for answers Now I'm yearning to be free Like a shipwrecked man in search of land An unforgiving seas I'm in search of good news that could bring a mighty empire Crash into his knees And raise the head of the oppressed Bringing strength unto the weak Used to try and find no words to say Now I don't wanna speak Cause every moment is as holy As the ground beneath my feet could it be true? Could it be true? And all of my searching has led me to you. Oh, Jesus, nothing but Jesus. You're the fullness of God, and the good news is you. I'm in search of good news. Bearing witness to the longing 
pulsing through my bones that we're all loved and belonging in a father's heart home used to walk the golden ticket now i want a bigger door so there's no one left believing that they could not be restored i'm in search of good news that's into even mercy and justice like Rome Thrown with each act of forgiveness Selfless love and home Used to try and save myself But now I'm helpless and amazed Though I fall a thousand times a day I keep falling into grace Could it be true? search of good news that could stare down every fear with eyes burning in love and strip death of its power to separate us used to want to get to heaven now I see heaven's right here and the kingdom is coming oh the kingdom is near yeah, the kingdom is coming, oh, the kingdom is.